Welcome back to the Psyche Awakening. I'm your host, Jessica Clowers, and today we are traveling deeper down the rabbit hole of clearing negative energy to discuss the worst case scenarios, spirit and demon attachments and possessions. In our world, we have spiritual laws that have been put in place by God, and every human being on this planet has been given God's full free will. This means that not even Jesus Christ can come into our lives without first having our permission to do so. God can knock on our door, but we don't have to let him in. We are the only person who has a key to that door, and this works the same way with good as it does with evil. So Satan could also knock at our door, but we don't have to let him in either. Demons cannot enter or possess a person unless that person does something specific on their end that will open the door to let them in. So let's talk about the specifics that give demons the legal right to enter your presence and or your body. Direct willful sin. This means engaging in heavier sins on a regular basis or longer period of time, such as any kind of criminal activity, heavy drug use, alcohol abuse, abortion, adultery, and verbal, physical, or sexual abuse on another person. The occult, meaning playing with a Ouija board or dabbling in black magic or voodoo, and all it takes is just one time to open up this door. The inheritance or generational demon. So any of your family members who have any types of heavy sins on them, such as the sins noted under direct willful sins, suicide, and major depression. Unforgiveness, grudges, vengeance, and payback. Any ill feelings towards someone who you feel has done you wrong. Demons want you to hang on to bitterness, anger, and hatred, and they prey on this energy. Trauma. Major traumatic events are also something that demons prey on, such as sudden loss of your job, sudden death of a loved one, major accidents, major illnesses, and painful divorce, just to name a few. Ungodly soul ties. This would mean developing deep bonds with another person. A good example of an unhealthy or ungodly soul tie would be an abusive partner whom you are intimate with. Curses. This is when someone who is directly involved with the occult places a curse or a spell on you. And personally, I have mixed emotions about this, so I will explain more when I get through this list. Addictions, alcohol, heavy drugs, eating disorders, gambling, sex, etc. Fears and phobias. Demons thrive on your mental weakness, such as unhealthy fears and phobias. They like irrational fears and extreme fears, and when you fail to gain control of these fears within a reasonable amount of time, this can open doors that we do not wish to open. False religions. There is only one way to God the Father and his kingdom of heaven, and it's through Jesus Christ. Cursed objects. Demons can attach themselves to objects, which is common if these objects are used in black magic or in the common area. So bringing one of these objects into your home can invite a demonic presence. And finally, cursed buildings. Moving into a new home with demons from previous owners or entering a building with an evil presence. So I have just covered 12 specifics that give demons the legal right to enter your life 
and or your body. And I know there are some of you out there right now who are probably saying something like, oh no, I can relate to some of this, now what? So before you go into a panic attack, just know that you have the key to your own door and you hold the power. I have posted the article that contains these legal rights and the simple steps that you can take to break these legal rights on my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Sonoran Souls. That's S-O-N-O-R-A-N-S-O-U-L-S. So if you have not done so already, like and follow my page for more information on this topic and send me an email with your questions at thepsycheawakening at gmail.com. Your questions will be answered on the air during the next episode of Energy Healing 101 that airs Friday, February 7th. I want to back up for just a moment and talk about the inheritance or generational demon because this is something that can be extremely difficult to identify and address. There are different rankings of demons and today I'm going to talk about one of Satan's highest ranking demons known as Jezebel and her puppets. And this type of energy is super intelligent and insanely tricky. Previously, I expressed the importance of having a healthy chakra system, meaning all your main chakras are balanced. When your chakras are balanced, the energy flows freely in a clockwise direction and it creates a protective vortex around your energy centers, which reflects in our aura, which acts as a protective energy shield around our body. Previously, I also mentioned that using heavy drugs and alcohol can create rips or holes in this protective bubble and diminish the body's natural aura. This leaves your body wide open for spirits or demons to enter if they are in your presence. Remember, they're looking for your weakest points, and rips and tears are the weakest point in your own protective bubble. When your chakras are balanced and there are no weak points or rips in your bubble, you are less likely to experience what we call a possession, which is when a spirit or entity enters your body. Demons or negative entities are looking for your weakest points as their point of entry, so they can enter your body through an imbalanced or blocked chakra. And some people can feel this happening and have reported that it feels almost identical to pregnancy movements, only instead of feeling the movement in the uterus, they feel these movements in other areas of their body, such as the solar plexus, which is in the stomach area, heart or throat, for example. This can happen without you even being aware of the presence. And some people tend to believe that these sudden urges, thoughts, or ideas that come into mind are their own, since there is no other logical explanation in their opinion. When you are dealing with a generational demon, you are dealing with an entity that has claimed itself as one of your own family members. Lucky you, right? So let me give you a for instance in this scenario. Let's say that your household includes yourself, your spouse, and your three children. A generational demon will generally attach itself to its favorite person in the family. So it could be attached to your mother-in-law or your father-in-law, someone who lives outside of your household, and it's constantly working in the background, planning its next move on its next victim. It goes after the weakest points. So let's say that your sister, who lives in a different household, has some anger issues and has been battling depression. Her weakest point of entry is her solar plexus imbalance. So this negative entity or energy will take advantage of her weakness 
by working with her imbalance and in return you might receive a random phone call from your sister where she appears to be very demanding, controlling, angry, and threatening. What it is doing is using your sister as a puppet to attack your weak points. It wants you to respond to your sister with hate and it tries to influence you by pushing any hot buttons it can find by using your sister. Family get-togethers are the worst when you are dealing with this type of entity or energy because you can literally be having a conversation with a person who it's influencing in one room, walk away, and be greeted by the same type of energy through a different person in a different room. So if we bring out our magnifying glass to identify this entity, we can easily detect it by paying attention to our own hot buttons and when and how they are pushed. It is extremely important that you realize the person you are interacting with is completely unaware of what is happening. So please don't make a fool out of yourself and call attention to the fact that you think they might be possessed by a demon because trust me, people will think you are crazy. And besides, they are not possessed. They are completely alert, aware, and in control of the conversation. They are simply under the influence, meaning this energy is working with their imbalances and influencing their thoughts and behaviors with energy or feelings. When this energy moves around the room and it works with different people, you might notice a distinct facial expression or tone in their voice, and this is how you can recognize who it is working with. Again, this person is completely unaware of the fact that they may have shared identical facial expressions or tones as someone in the next room. When someone is possessed, they do not have control over themselves. The evil spirit or demon can mute the person as desired and it is able to use their body to speak. And when this happens, it's often in a different voice. They may even take on a new personality or have new abilities, such as superhuman strength. So here are a few signs that someone might be under the influence of the Jezebel spirit or energy. Refusing to admit guilt or wrong. Taking credit for everything. Using people to accomplish their own agenda. Withholding information. Talking out of confusion. They may volunteer for everything lies, 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 and more deception, ignoring people, never giving credit to show gratitude, criticizing everyone, being pushy and domineering, using the element of surprise, commanding attention, very vengeful. They may even attempt to make you look like you are the Jezebel, insinuates disapproval, knows it all, appears to be giving, but may use it against you somehow, hiding behind religion, and to sum it up, the narcissist. If you would like more information about this inheritance or generational demon and how it operates, I'm going to recommend reading the book, Jezebel's Puppets, Exposing the Agenda of False Prophets by Jennifer LeClaire. She exposes how to discern each spirit, break their evil influence, and defeat them. So backing up to the topic of curses, 
Personally, I do not believe that there is any person out there who can command a demonic possession. I do believe it is possible for someone to send an energy presence into your presence, but I also believe it takes more than just the will of another person to do any damage. The presence may not even necessarily have any interest in hanging out with you, unless you involve yourself in lower vibrational behaviors. Anyone can introduce anyone to you, but ultimately it is up to you to welcome that new person or spirit into your life. Thank you so much for joining me today. Join me again next week for Energy Healing 101 to learn all about the Sacral Chakra and how it is responsible for two of your life's main categories. Email your questions to thepsycheawakening at gmail.com and I will answer your questions on the air during next week's episode. Follow me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Sonoran Souls and on Twitter and Instagram at Psyche Awakening.